Hey, all right. How you doing? This is Michael Williams. I'm here again with, uh, I, I guess I can say, or I'll, I'll be able to say soon, Dr. Dr. Bhattacharya, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you just recently, you successfully defended your PhD, Manga. Uh, yep. Yeah. Right? Yep. yeah. So, and you just recently did a talk. And so I want to talk about your talk first. And then maybe you can share a little bit about your experience defending your PhD, because I don't think we did an interview around that, right? We just talked about it. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, uh, thanks a lot for this opportunity. Uh, again, like this week, I've been really excited because my talk went really well on Monday. <laughs> uh, so it was a talk which I had to give about my, uh, my entire research in some sort of like a nutshell. And it was a wonderful experience because I think I had the best talk of my life. So that was great. Uh, it was a talk in the afternoon and a lot of people came in the talk around 45 to like 50 people in the talk itself. So wow. it was also the a biggest crowd I've ever talked to in a academic sort of a setting. Mm -hmm. So I was nervous, but I was also confident in the, in the things I did. Uh, sort of like prior to giving the talk itself. Mm. One of the things I did a lot was actually, and this might sound funky, but I did a lot of like visualization. Mm -hmm. And not only on the day of the talk, but before the day of the talk in the last night, before I actually had the talk. And <laughs> one of the things I always do nowadays, and it's, it's, it's part of sort of a ritual for me now, is the thing that, I always think about my audience sort of like clapping really hard at the end of the talk and really enjoying it and having really happy faces. Mm. And that sort of like, uh, like, like puts me into a zone where I feel a lot more confident about the things I am about to say and, and what I have to say. Mm -hmm. And that was a wonderful thing. And I actually, I did that for around half an hour mm -hmm. night before and almost for like 10 minutes before my actual talk uh, sort of started. So that was a great feeling because I just came early in the room. I just I sat down. I was like visualizing and looking around. It was empty at that point of time. Mm -hmm. But I was just seeing a people there explaining and sort of thinking in my mind how I would react to a few things. Sometimes I saw like a visualize that you have people smiling. Sometimes I also visualize like you know like the people might be a bit glum and, and they might make some faces so how do you like sort of explain to them that okay I might be doing something wrong so how I might want to emphasize the things I have to say in a in a different way to make people understand mm -hmm. so there's a lot of like things about like visualization which was really important which really helped me because I was in a good mood even before my talk you know I was not mm -hmm. nervous because I had like sort of like visualized the fact a second thing I did was starting slow. And again, it's part of my sort of my ritual now to start absolutely slowly, like mm -hmm. as slow as you can, especially your introductory slide mm -hmm. and the, and your outline slide, like the, the things you are about to explain in some sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, taking your time there, just like, like take your like sweet time, just like extend and slow and just be in your mood and everything starts slowly 
because that sort of like triggers the entire thing afterwards you know then you feel like okay now you are in the flow now you don't have to be you know nervous or tense and you can just like take it from there you can then increase your speed which of course i did at the <laughs> at the later part of my talk but i i remember because i was using my uh, my uh, cell phone and i was actually like timing myself and i definitely spoke slowly for around uh at when i have like 3 minutes mm-hmm. extremely slowly so the first like three slides mm-hmm. of my talk really slow mm-hmm. again not not trying to emphasize a lot just uh, take it slowly just be in the mood gorge your entire audience a lot and then and then start saying that was great and once i was in the flow and i knew that okay i have like started well the thing was then your entire like body like posture a sort of changes you are confident now you have to stand still with your entire like shoulders like you know like a sort of like kind of squared like, kind of like projecting right yeah. yeah you're almost like projecting that uh you move your hands you almost like a walk around slowly uh interact with people i asked a lot of questions well not a lot but at some intervals in some sense asked like a few sort of questions to the audience and they interacted which was fascinating which was great because that's the whole point of like giving a talk if you know if the if the audience is just like sitting there and just like gloomy or sleepy makes no sense mm-hmm. so so that was great i interacted with people and i had some really good interactions a lot of like small uh, questions mm-hmm. which was like completely like sort of like sprinkled around the entire talk mm-hmm. and once i did that i think i improvised really well this talk uh there were like a lot of things i i did not think i would do per se at mm-hmm. the actual start of the talk mm-hmm. but sometimes i'd like explain a few slides a few graphs and few things and i like and i like sort of like came up with very nice analogies right at the go you know like right at that moment itself mm-hmm. and people really appreciated that because i know this because they actually came after the talk and said that that, that part of the slide i really liked because you gave a really great example and it really helped us to sort of like grab the thing that you were trying to sort of emphasize because you know like it's a it's a lot of math sometimes it's hard to like explain it in words but ha- having good examples helped a lot so i did improvised really well in this mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. and i was in time and although i felt as i spoke slowly i was not rushing mm-hmm. i actually i actually completed my entire talk almost 2 minutes before the end and and the talk was around like 18 minutes and i had like 20 minutes to say my entire talk mm. which was fascinating because in the entire talk i felt i was slow i was not rushing at all yeah. i took a lot of pauses you know like to almost like seeing what the audience is like sort of interpreting or not and how they're like gauging it i never felt rushed yeah but that was the actual fascinating stuff that i actually ended a lot earlier than i was expecting it to so there's so. a bunch of lessons that i want to point out here that we have talked about and worked on in the presentations in in the proactive speech system specifically the proactive presentation system right bunch of lessons let's walk through them quickly one is that you visual well first you prepared right like i'm sure you took time to prepare so so right. we won't go into that but you did prepare right then 
at least the day before you took time to visualize, yes. right? And you did 30 minutes. I think before your dissertation defense, you did at least an hour. I did. I right? did. Yep. So this time it was 30 minutes. And one of the things that I, that I mentioned in Imprint Impress, which is a part of the system, is to actually see the audience, see how the audience is responding to you. Yep. So you executed that by visualizing them clapping and you, and you took it a step for having them clapping really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and what that does is that makes you feel great. Yep. It makes you feel motivated and encouraged and just by visualizing that, right? Right. Absolutely. So you did that the day before, then you did it the day of. Right. And you actually went to the room. Yes. And did it. Now, not everyone watching this will be able to go to the space, but if you can, that's also going to be extremely helpful to actually physically go to the space, spend some time visualizing and even practicing physically practicing in that space. But yes, yes, absolutely. Because then you won't have a lot of like jitters, you know, like sort of like going to a new place and you, you just don't know how it works. And, and this room was huge. It's a huge auditorium. So then you might get more nervous because you have to stand in front of a lot of people and the lights are almost on you. And it's almost like, you know, like you're just being there in the zone and you're just surrounded by these people who are just listening to you. So it definitely helps being there early, if you yeah. can, of course. If you can. Now, the other important lesson is that you started super slow. That's what I call it. Start super slow. Yep. And you do this anytime. You do this in presentations. You do it at the beginning of interviews. Uh, temporarily while you're working on your speech, you do it when you start to speak, you start yes. super slow. Yes. And there's a couple of reasons. One is because generally people tell me if they start well, they generally tend to continue well. Doesn't mean you won't ever get stuck, but it just means if you start well, you continue well. I know the inverse of that is true, that when people start poorly, then <laughs> it tends to go poorly, right? Oh, so, yes. So by you starting super slow, you said for the first two and a half, two, two and a half minutes Minute, or so, yes, right? Yes. yes. Started super slow. You took your time. You got yourself into the flow. Right. So another important lesson when you're starting a presentation, if you're standing up in a meeting, giving a comment, whenever, if you're feeling a little anxious, start super slow. It is, you know, like take like a deep breath at the start and then start like super slow because you have the breath to sort of like have that air flow in but you're also like extending and also like slowing down and it feels great actually like it feels so natural like it's not weird to start a super slow when you are starting if you start fast then that is very weird because then everything just comes like faster to you and you're just like lost in everything exactly but starting slowly is so important because each word has a meaning at the start of the, the actual like talk. So each word means something. And if right. you can sort of, like, sort of like project that into the audience, that's wonderful. Exactly. So you felt and you feel more in control. Um, I know, and I still do this. I even do it with webinars. In fact, I noticed I did it in my last webinar. I started super slow for at least, the first couple of minutes the first and I wasn't nervous or anxious, but I just felt the need to start slow. Right. 
And I know there have been times where I've stood up to make a comment and a big audience, or I've been on stage and I've started because my heart was just about to pound out of my chest. I'm like, why am I nervous? I love doing this. I mean, I love speaking to large groups, small groups, but I felt nervous. Yeah. I started super slow and then you feel your heart rate start to slow down and then you feel more in control and then yeah. you can just get into then a more dynamic rhythm, right? Yeah. A little fast, a little slow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's also like the entire motivation of this, doing this entire thing actually was due to a experience I had. And if I can just like share it like uh, very quickly mm. uh, in my actual like third year, when I was uh, giving a talk again, a very nervous new talk. It was uh, a lot of like this important people there. And this experience was so bad because I just I could not say the actual title of my talk. Mm-hmm. That it was that bad. And the entire reason was that I tried to like force my words out right away, you know, and it was a very a simple title. It just had like six words to it, but I just could not say out the title out loud in front of like 20 people uh, sitting there, which felt bad at that time. But it also like uh, taught me that you can't start super fast right at the go because that's a really bad thing to do. Yeah. That was kind of the, yeah. Now I want to make mention that, uh, the, the content, the material that you're sharing is pretty technical, right? So, yes. I'm, you know, do you remember the title of your last talk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just yeah. to give people an idea of what, I mean, we're not talking about life skill stuff, the kind of stuff that I deal with, right? Not, not that that's not important, but it's just that what you're dealing with is right. pretty technical because I know there are people out there who they're in accounting or they're just their stuff that's dealing with numbers or they're in engineering. And they say, Oh, well that might apply to what you do, but doesn't apply to what I do. But so let's tell us what your, your title was. Okay. It's the most interesting uh, title in the world. <laughs> it's called non-convex regularization for the stochastic dual dynamic programming algorithm. Okay. Fun, right? Fun, right? Uh, do it. <laughs> so I want people to know that, no matter how technical the content of your presentation, all of this works. Yep. All of this works. Right? I mean, you probably can't get much technical, much more technical than that. I have yeah. no idea what, what any that of that means. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, but you were able to use all of the, uh, the principles and the concepts, techniques, the whole thing to make that work for you. All right. So starting slow, starting super slow. Uh, if you have a good start, you'll generally continue well. Uh, you don't continue to go slow the whole time. And what's another lesson, something else that you talked about? You engaged your audience. Right. Right. Now, what did you do to engage your audience? You, you did. So uh, first of all, the thing I do is like a look around in my entire audience uh, so that Everyone knows that I'm actually looking around and seeing them not to make them feel like, like in any under like any sort of like pressure, but to just tell them that I'm like seeing you move there and ask them like a very simple question, you know, like thing I just said, like five slides back, which might be important in this slide. So just ask them some sort of say a rhetorical question, you know, that 
they might be able to say yes or no or absolutely yes or absolutely no or like things like that and that's really great because other people also like joins in which was funny because you know i asked this a lady this question and she unfortunately said the wrong answer <laughs> so this guy at the back like no 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 that was not that you know it was this i'm like okay great so even the actual audience in the back is listening to my talk fantastic so uh so just engaging with like very simple questions because you can't ask him hard stuff right, right in the in the in the middle of the talk and also like you don't want to make them feel under you know some sort of like exactly. like like a pressure but trying to interact with the audience telling them that okay this is a stuff i just i just talked about do you remember this if yes great because this stuff i'm going to talk about next is based upon the things i just talked about a few slides back so you know that sort of like engagement is great because that also like motivates people to listen to you talk much more closely because now they're like switched on like okay this makes a lot of sense That's so right. i think engaging it not a lot but at least so i had like a 35 slides and i engaged every audience after like five slides that was my a rule of thumb in a sense just engage them five slides after to see if they're just like following the thing or not that's right so keeping your audience engaged by doing something that we talk about in the prodigy speech system proactive presentation system asking questions mm-hmm. there's different kinds of questions there's rhetorical ones there's simple ones yes or no there's ones where you actually want them to give the answer you went out into the crowd uh you made them feel comfortable you you weren't trying to embarrass them ask them difficult questions but you were focused on what i call serving your audience you yep. want to connect with your audience you want them to walk away with something you want them to remember what you're talking about right right we talk about vic value is is this valuable is what i'm saying valuable to my audience impact am i having an impact so you were watching your audience tuned into them were they frowning were they smiling were they tuned in clarity taking your time articulating asking questions to make sure they were tuned in right absolutely right. and you know like and and those guys were actually tuned in because at the end of the talk they asked me some really important questions now if those guys were not tuned in then they would never have been able to ask those questions in the end which is great because that's the whole point you talked about impact because when you are like giving a talk at the end of the day you want to have an impact to it Definitely. the impact is what they are like i mean they sort of listen to me but is there some theme or some kind of a message which has an impact on them and mm-hmm. that's like every talk is about now like every talk every talk every conversation has to have that impact because that impact is the thing that leaves that you actually leave with the people like the uh, people won't remember like slide a uh, 10 of my talk or like slide a uh, 15 of my talk right. and all those like the mumbo jumbo stuff but they will remember the actual theme of this thing that okay this guy talked about this entire concept which was interesting and now i can implement it so that is so important because and engaging in this way i think is one of the easiest ways to like make your audience much more sort of tuned in into your talk exactly Now the last thing that I want to mention is uh that you 
took your time, but you finished early. Yep. So people feel like they have to rush. They feel like people are not going to listen or they're going too slow. Truth is, if you take your time and you go slow, you're going to be able to think more clearly. You're not going to get class, especially if you start slow. Your thoughts will be clearer. Your thoughts will flow better. Your speech will be clearer and your speech will flow better. And you'll be more concise and precise. Therefore, you won't have to use as many words. And take your time. You can pause. You can ask questions. You can do everything you want to do slowly, dynamically, right? Not too slow. Right. And actually get done faster. (laughs) It is. It is. And I actually call this the advantage of articulation. You become so much more articulate when you're doing this entire program. Because uh, previously, I used to blabber a lot of words which had no impact or no value. You're just like mm-hmm. saying those things because you're just in this mood. That things are not just coming out. You're just like a filling in. But once it starts slowly, you don't have to focus on those words which you used previously. Now you can just focus on the words you actually want to say. And that actually cuts down the number of words you're saying. So even though you are saying it slowly, the number of words are so less that your overall time is still less. And that is such an impactful thing because it's actually like, it's actually evenly spread out in the entire talk. Like it's highly unlikely that you're articulate in one part of the talk and you're completely disarticulate in the other part of the talk. That never happens. If you're articulate and you start slowly, mm-hmm. 95% of the time you will be articulate in the entire talk because it's just the flow. It's just the words like are coming out right away. So exactly. that was very interesting because I thought that I might exceed it, but I was not. <laughs> yeah. Now, would you have been, and, and the answer is yes, you would have been able to do it. I mean, theoretically, you would have been able to do this, but you yourself, would you have been able to do this without coaching? If not, why not? If so, why or how? I mean... So uh, coaching is important and okay, so short answer is no. Uh, no, because first of all, it takes, first of all, a lot of like perseverance to do this thing and you have to uh, model yourself doing this thing. It, it's not at all easy to do this because you're like changing a complete habit. I have to speak a lot of words fast. Now I'm speaking less words slowly. It's a complete difference. Mm. Now, uh, theoretically, if I had done this entire thing by myself for, say, a year or, say, maybe two years, maybe, yes, I might have done this. The issue is Mm. life happens and then you are never doing it for a year in an entire, like, zone and sort of, like, practicing it and you never reach that sort of level where Mm. you get this entire advantage. And the amazing thing about this entire like coaching thing is it just takes like three months, you know, three months of like changing thing, which I was like doing badly and now doing much better. And in a short span of time, using skills, which is so easy, like it's not, it's not rocket science. It is as basic as it gets, but it has such impact. And I can like attest to it because I had to give some very important talks in the last few months. I had to like defend my thesis, which was a wreck, like a panic wreck because it's a lot of things happening. 
I had to go to like three academic conferences to give talks in a large crowds. I have to network with a lot of people because you have to talk with a lot of your peers and, and explain your work. And then you had also a lot of interviews. So I've done it all in this last few months. And so I can attest it with complete confidence that this steps without doing any sort of coaching would have been infinitely harder than doing it with the coaching. So absolutely. Exactly. That's what, yeah. So that's what I want people to know that yes, theoretically you can do this by yourself. It's going to take longer. It's going to take longer just because it's going to be more difficult for the average person to hold themselves in that container long enough yeah. to be able to get to the level that you could get at in a relatively short period of time. If you've been struggling with your speech for decades, <laughs> say you're in your 20s, that's at least two decades, two and a half decades. If you're in your 30s, you're talking three decades. We're talking three months. And yep. you get there before the end of the third month, but we're talking three months where you're going to be able to do high level stuff. I mean, I have people that just, they're just trying to get their first job. They're just trying to get interviews. They just want to be able to do better in giving status reports. And then I have people who are business owners and I have people who are defending their PhD conference, doing conferences, big presentations, high level, high pressure stuff like you. And, and it works and it works in a short period of time. And like you just said, the things that you're learning and implementing are relatively simple, right? What's yep. not simple is changing your whole mindset and speech pattern. Yep. That's what takes the time and effort. And that's where the average person needs that extra bit of support to make right. those changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, like in the first few months, it's hard because you are actually changing from something completely different. So I, so, it actually went worse in the first month, but then once you're doing it well enough and you are just like trusting the entire system, it comes out magically. And I can't say like there was this inflection point around the ninth or the, or the 10th week. Somehow I could feel myself that things are changing when I was doing all this, like talks, I was doing a lot of meetings mm -hmm. with my advisor and sort of talking a lot of things and, and long meetings, you know, like half an hour, an hour of meetings and talking a lot, interacting a lot. I could see that I was slowing down. I was breathing. I was using my hands. Things I've never done before in my entire life. So building on those experiences is what really helps because I had a very good experiences when I was defending my thesis. I was not nervous at this time round when I was going to, give this academic talk because I knew that I've done well very recently right. and I, and I can sort of like count down sort of, sort of count upon all those experiences I had in that defense. And yeah. I did exactly the same thing. Yep. Like, yeah. like, like I took the deep breath, start slowly, smile, move your hands. And it's almost like this entire like pattern you have, which you can, repeat it over and over and just making right. it better every time. That's and, exactly. And that is a wonderful thing because it's so easy because it's not hard because it's, <laughs> it's something you can just repeat every time. So yes, that's, yeah. I'm actually a feeling at least.
We have another client. Uh, you, you probably talked to him. He's an accountant, and he's been telling. I met with him just the other day, and he was telling me how he's got some presentations coming up, and he's just. I was cracking up laughing because of how confident he was. He was just like, I'm just so, I'm just so confident that I know I'm going to do an excellent job. I'm going to do an awesome job. So he's beyond the point now of needing to pump himself up, of needing to feel confident. He is confident now, right? He, he's not trying to be, he is. Just yeah. like you said, now you know, because of your experiences now, you know that you can do it. And now it's, you're just going to keep getting better and better, more and more confident, where you might feel anxious, you might feel nervous sometimes, but you still know you're going to perform at super high levels, exactly. despite feeling anxious. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and you know what? Like, there might be a few instances where you might still like, sort of like flounder a little bit. And yeah. that's fine because now you know how to overcome that right away. Exactly. And that's the thing. You're almost like rigging the entire system, right? Even if you have like the small things which you just know that it might get stuck or, or something like that, you can still overcome it right away because you know based on your experiences you've had earlier. Exactly. That I think is a major shift from where I was and where yeah. I am now in terms of... That, that's very important. I want to mention that is that... <clears throat> The one of the major advantages of going through this process is you feel more empowered, you feel more powerful, more in control. There's something called locus of control, and that is when you feel like your life is under your own control, you feel more confident, you feel better about yourself, you have a more optimistic view of life, right? You will perform better when you feel like life is out of your control then your confidence level is generally lower, you feel worse, you don't perform as well, right? So what this process does is it gives you the tools and the experience and the knowledge and information that you need to bring your entire life, not just your speech, but your entire life under your control. Now you feel more powerful and now you know, yeah, okay, I'm probably gonna get stuck sometimes or whatever, but now I know what to do, I have the tools. So you still feel confident and therefore you don't even get stuck as much because you feel more confident. And when you do get stuck, you know exactly what to do. Exactly. It's a, a cyclic, a reinforcement thing. It just like it goes in cycles and just improves all the time, which is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. I'm, I, I hope that this has uh, been helpful to those of you that are watching. I just really wanted to, to clarify and using one of our favorite words, articulate some very specific lessons that we can all learn from your recent experiences, high level experiences. So you might be watching this and you might be a student. So maybe your, your presentations are not as high level. It still works, right? Or you might be the CEO of a company. I've worked with CEOs of company doing multi-million dollar deals. It still works. <laughs> Right or a PhD or doc, we have doctors right. that we work with. This this works for everyone because it's so simple, yes. right? Um, but you do have to do the work, and you you put in the time. You did the work. You do your practices. You do, and now you're seeing the results. It's like magic, right? It is like magic. You know, like as I said, you you reach a point where just 
I mean, the entire switch just flicks on, you know, yep. and you just feel it. It's, yeah. it's very hard to describe it, how, but it happens. Exactly. And you can then feel it every time you're implementing it. And yeah. it just gets better from then on. Like it never goes down. It always goes up, provided you're also doing all the things that it's, it's taught, of course. And that's yeah. a must. But it always improves. And yeah. I actually felt so well because when I was depending my, my thesis, one of the a committee members said that that was the best talk he's ever heard in any defense talk. Now, wait a minute. In his 20 years, yeah. Okay, I was going to ask you. No, wait, okay. This is, this is worth highlighting right here. How many years has he been listening to PhD candidates? Uh, 22 years. He's a prof who is 55 aged now. 22 years. And say, say for the audience again, what did he say? So, so after the end of my talk, he said that that was the best talk in a defense he's ever heard in his life. Wow. Which was to me was, I thought it was, he might be just a joking, but he said it again after the talk again, that that was a wonderful talk. And I think it's the best talk I've ever seen, which was a big lift up for me because <laughs> again, I, I did not think it was my best talk, but if he thinks that, and if this is a guy who has been seeing talks for 22 years, I judge him very highly. Like I, I absolutely trust his yeah. judgment. I would say that that was a very big sort of sort of comment and yeah. it felt really nice. So as we wrap up, if you're, if you're watching this and you're considering uh, the Pro90 speech system and specifically coaching, the self-study is awesome. Everything is there. But if you want to accelerate your process and your progress, the coaching is the way, right? And this coach, this is not a, uh, speech therapy. I'm, I'm not a speech therapist. This is not speech therapy. This is not treatment. This is enhancement. This is speech and presentation training to help you become an awesome, amazing, superior speaker. We're not saying you're going to be the best speaker in the world. I'm not the best speaker in the world, but we're going to help you become a great teacher where you have impact on the people that you're speaking to. This is enhancement, and it's the difference between going to an interview and just not stuttering. Let's say all things are equal. You go to an interview. All things are equal. You're equally qualified. One person doesn't stutter. The other person's an excellent speaker. Who gets the job? <laughs> right? The person who's an excellent speaker, not the person who just doesn't stutter. You just demonstrate this guy says you were. this was the best he'd seen. You'd gone from struggling and stuttering to becoming the best that he's seen in 20s in a matter of a few months. Yep. It is. If you can do it, then anyone watching can do it. If they put in the time where if they trust the system. Absolutely. And again, uh, the first few weeks are hard. You have to almost train yourself, but after that things get easy and it just becomes so natural. You know, like it's not something artificial. It's not something you're imposing on yourself. You become that person, what you're trying to become. And that's an amazing feeling because then you don't think about how I'm speaking, how, how people is sort of judging me. You're always in the zone that you're trying to improve your speech every single time. 
Yeah. That's a, a motivation you need to really do well in yeah. this entire program. Well, thank you, Dr. Bhattacharya. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Michael. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and wisdom. And we'll be checking in with you over the next, because you're going to be making some transitions, right? You're going to be uh, leaving soon to go to your job. I'm not sure when, right? Yes. You already have a job, pretty good job and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually moving like in the first week of, of November. So That's like next week or next something. Next week, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so it's, it's kind of a busy time now. But yeah, I'll be I'm moving in there, sort of like settling in, excited about my new job. And again, this job will have a lot of talks and interactions and a lot of things that you can like practice. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I also like to say very, very shortly uh, that I had the opportunity to meet a lot of really nice people as part of this group mm -hmm. uh, to sort of like practice a lot. And uh, a practicing is so important and something that really helped me. Mm. So to really be open here and to have the opportunity to like connect with so many different people from different parts of the world, but practicing the same things that, that Michael sort of like teaches us to sort of do in this entire program and seeing the effects because I actually talked with, I talked with Tracy uh, before she was going to defend and she was very nervous, mm. but we interacted for an hour and her speech was so good by the end of the hour thing. It, mm. it also helped me a lot, but definitely helped her a lot. And again, like having the opportunity to like practice and sort of like listen to people and also share your experiences, something that really helped me in this entire process. So, yeah. And just to let you guys know, he's referring to another young lady uh, who just successfully defended her PhD just a couple last week or something a week yes. ago right yeah. so this is this is high-powered stuff and uh <laughs> but it doesn't work if you don't do the work right so I, I can't take the credit yeah i put the program together but it is not going to work if you don't actually do the work and um i'm thankful that i have people that i'm working with that i actually that i enjoy working with who's you're doing the work and it's just so incredible and so incredibly rewarding to actually see and listen to you guys and talk to you and see how, how you're just feeling happier. You're making advances in your career and you're, just, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I do. <laughs> it's been an amazing, amazing experience. So yeah. thanks to Michael for all this. So without your like guidance, I mean, of course, None of this happens, but I'm now feeling so much better that I'm, I'm a really good speaker of what I am saying. I'm not saying I'm the best speaker out there, but now I can speak sort of confidently, whatever I have to speak. And that's a big empowering sort of an emotion. So exactly. for that. awesome. Well, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you guys again soon. Sure. Uh, thanks a lot, Michael. Uh, take care. Bye-bye.